0: You're listening to the iRacers Lounge podcast, where we discuss everything iRacing in a casual setting. Enjoy. Welcome to the iRacers Lounge. I am your host, Mike Ellis. iRacers Lounge is the podcast for the iRacer, where we talk all things iRacing in a casual setting. Joining me are the usual characters, Chris Scales. Here. David Hall. Hello. Tom Dryling. Hey, what's up, Tony Groves?
1: Good evening, gentlemen,
0: and Adam Jocelyn. Adam, no show, is back. All right, and where's Greg? Oh, yeah, but let's uh, let's have a good show, guys. Uh, we just came off the Coke 600, where I got a top five. I mean, I just literally finished. Uh, thanks for uh, you guys uh, allowing us to start late so I could accommodate that. Uh, But let's jump right into it. Uh, Let's talk first uh, a little bit of Coke news, even though it is the off week, guys. Uh, We had word that they actually rescheduled from a Tuesday to a Friday uh, because they don't want to conflict with the truck race that's actually at Charlotte. So they're moving from Tuesday, May 26th to Friday, May 29th uh, next week to accommodate nascar's uh schedule which is interesting uh i didn't know the coke events couldn't conflict with nascar i didn't either that's kind of
2: cool i don't really know that one really affected the other that much but it's kind of nice that you couldn't watch both i guess
3: well nowadays they were they're allies they work really close together so it makes sense
4: yeah you I don't want to be dragging viewers away from
0: one to the other so that's a good move for both i think it is a good move. Um, do you think that any of the Coke drivers might have been caught off guard? You know, maybe their work schedules don't allow Friday kind of thing? or
3: It could happen, but we're in times where everybody's having to adjust to situations. So um, caught off guard on one hand, but not surprised on the other.
0: Okay.
1: Oh, now what would be really good is if, you know, NASCAR used that Tuesday night truck slot to do a little uh, advertising for the Coke series on Friday. Yes.
0: Right, and get it on the broadcast, get a television broadcast. That'd be cool, too, but I don't see that happening until at least the playoffs, but we'll have to yeah. see. They could
3: easily, instead of just doing advertising, they could just bring one of the drivers into the broadcast as a
0: guest. Which one would be a good one? I'd Probably Ray Alvala.
3: Yeah, well, definitely Ray, and we're going to talk about an article with him later. But any of, the, any of the front runners, really, they're all top 40 elite drivers, so any of them are going to be a good guest. I think
0: Yeah, we've had most of them on our show. All right. The other thing that came out, uh, well, that was it on the Coke series. So let's move in. Tony Groves. We got a new iRacing paint job. Yeah.
1: Yeah. This one's coming, uh, from fast pass to Anthony Alfredo. And, uh, it's an Xfinity car, all decked out. iRacing racing garb and, um, <clears throat> another stellar paint job. Nice. Uh, It's like a nice fade on, you know, from blue to black, you know, blue at the front fades into black at the back. Um, really slick. I'm liking these new paint jobs that they're doing, um, opposed to the, uh, the other ones that we've seen in the past. And, uh, he's also put a nice little collage of pictures of his iRacing helmet that he's got. And, uh, yeah, so he's, decked out from you know head to toe from uh bumper to bumper eye racing nothing but the blue blue red and white or the red white and blue as you guys would say
0: i i love the fade to black as you called it um on the back part of the car just kind of a fresh style you know over the the colors we've seen before and something to to make it new and fresh but i think the helmet came out just spectacular i love the helmet well, that's
1: something that we really haven't seen a whole lot of um is a you know nice uh i-racing helmet up front and center and like you know in one of the three major series but i don't think i-racing's uh sponsored a cup car yet but that's got to be next on the list it just has to be
0: didn't, didn't they do a, a
4: marcus marcus ambrose a long time
0: ago yeah they did ambrose as a one-off i think maybe road courses or something yeah
5: yeah it was a walk-in line race Okay. But
0: uh, cool, I hope this leads to diecast, too. But very cool of iRacing to pick Anthony Alfredo. I think Anthony has been a big proponent of iRacing over the last couple months here during uh, these uh, coronavirus times, and he's been really busy on the sim, and and uh, he's gotten rewarded for it with a nice sponsorship. All right, pretty cool. Uh, Tom, we got some Indy 500 stats up next.
5: Yeah, last week we had the open Indy 500, and it looks like a little over 3,200 drivers took advantage of those, completing around 500,000 laps uh, around the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Wow,
0: 3,200.
3: The 500,000 laps is kind of mind-boggling.
0: What was the Daytona 500? Do you remember? I no. want to say like 2,400.
3: But I'm glancing at my log. Uh, I'm glancing at the website right now, and they're approaching 3 billion laps. Yeah, I still remember turnout. when
5: we first came in, and it was 1 billion, and they gave away uh, free content.
0: Way past that, huh? Yeah, that is a, l- a huge turnout for a fixed race. I, I just, I'm a little surprised by the turnout that, that it's higher than a NASCAR race, but it is the Indy 500. Yeah,
4: that race tends to drag in all the global people, not so much the NASCAR fans.
3: Well, yeah, IndyCar has a little bit of an international appeal because it's it's open, open will, wheel, which so a lot of the F one fans are going to be a little bit more interested in it. And it is what isn't it basically one of the oldest races of all time?
0: Yeah, lots of history and whatnot too.
3: And yeah, they just tell, passed
4: over a hundred years, didn't they?
0: Yeah, you
3: can tell in an Indy car how that track is just built for the Indy car. Oh yeah, most
0: definitely. Lots of fun. Okay, Adam, who won the ten grand?
4: All right, so uh, Landing Castle put up a race for ten thousand dollars, which is a big chunk of money for a qualifying race, just to run a qualifying lap, and um, any corner beat donovan 14 year old donovan strauss by a thousandth of a second to win ten thousand dollars wow
0: the lap was a twenty-seven-five-eight-three, and just, there's some big a hot names in there too yeah it's a hot lapper yeah but big names in there keegan leahy seth the merchant malik ray uh casey kerman all these uh coke drivers are in there nathan lyon alex McCollum, justin bolton logan clampett zach novak all these guys in the top twenty, but uh yeah, this guy Eddie Kerner is the guy who got it done. Good on Landon
4: for putting this on, and um there was a lot of self-praise to that guy. He just came out of nowhere and took that money.
0: Pretty cool. I think it was a sixteen dollar entry fee. Uh man, can you imagine turning sixteen into ten grand?
3: So we're talking about a lot of Indy five hundred stuff earlier. Uh, Chris, we got a virtual race for the top drivers coming up.
2: Um, actually, I think we missed it. It kind of sucks because I would have liked to have seen this. Um, but yeah, Indy 500 race with a, a bunch of the big names. Yeah, the Alfredo's the Parker Liegermans, won the race apparently. But did any of you, any of you catch this?
0: Um, looks like it would have been a pretty good show if it if they put on a good show.
2: <laughs> I missed customers. it.
0: Man, I wanted to see it, though, because of the announcer. Uh, they had none other than legendary broadcaster Bob Jenkins um, doing the call on the broadcast on Podium Esports. Yeah, can can you imagine? Like, you've
2: if you, you race these cars, I mean, they um, it's just one pass after another with drivers that know what they're doing, and it just seems like it would have been fun to hear him calling. It. it sucks I missed this. I might have to go back and watch it. But yeah, Parker Cleaver won it, apparently.
0: Yeah, and Parker put up a video of the final lap with Bob's call uh, bringing Parker to the checker. And to sit back and hear Bob Jenkins' voice at Indianapolis, it's just like, I don't know, it's a deja vu, I guess. Pretty cool. Just when you think everything's winding down, they do something cool like that. So y'all
3: remember how uh, Jimmy Johnson had a rough start when he first came into the sim racing,
0: yeah, like he didn't know it was yellow and they all ran over him. <laughs> yeah,
3: the next item on the list is actually an article on NASCAR.com actually talking about Ray Offalla helping him uh, get up and going. It was a good read. It talks about how the first day was basically teaching him how to use a computer, and then um, they started working on things to get him more comfortable in the car. And he, and obviously, as he started to learn how to transfer his skill set over to the uh, sim world he got better
0: yeah here's a quote from alfala about the situation he said after seeing jimmy struggle at homestead i went to dale and asked him to put me in contact dale did and jimmy was immediately receptive to help the biggest challenge was probably operating windows getting him used to all the little details from downloading third-party software to learning how to navigate iRacing. all these things take time and he had to do it within a few days one more quote. Uh, his racecraft was immediately there, Alfala said of his first on track race session with Johnson. He made several bold moves and left everyone quite impressed, but not surprised. He's Jimmy freaking Johnson after all.
3: Let's not forget this guy won multiple championships in a row while they were changing the car and basically coming up with anti Jimmy Johnson rules.
0: Every single year. <laughs> Pretty cool uh, that the Coke drivers kind of volunteered up to help these guys. You know, it, it was kind of organic. It looked like the way things were kind of played out. I remember a tweet
2: from Ray. It was um, like a scheduling session for the the one on one VRS coaching, and it was like a, a list of who's who in NASCAR, it was just all these big names that were getting help from him, getting started in the in the sim. Which is nuts. I mean, because it took me months to get everything, and I'm, you know, you're, I'm still working on it every day, trying to get adjust things and get things better. That uh, that these guys had less than a week. It's insane.
3: And we're not sponsored by VRS, but I've I've actually taken private lessons for uh, driving the LMP there, and it it's worth it.
0: You got your money's worth.
3: I did. Um, we were gonna try to do a group session as well, but we I just we couldn't line up the schedule that time around.
4: Dale Dale uh, Junior gave them a big, pretty big plug on his podcast the other day.
0: Yep. Okay. All right, Tom. We got a, an open uh, door opportunity for Malik Ray.
5: Yeah, it looks like Malik Ray is gonna be doing some uh, car racing. Looks like uh, he posted on twitter that i racing opens up many doors and opportunities uh clint mellis saw me on iRacing, saw my pace and is giving me a chance that's pretty cool
0: wow so just some stranger sees you racing online and hits you up hey you want to rate roast run my go-kart ultimate dream well, start of it?
5: Oh, yeah. Most definitely an ultimate dream for most of us.
0: Well, if you're looking for a hot shoe, I think Malik Ray is probably one of them. Yeah, you I wouldn't mind putting crazy... to into a new car. Yeah, you saw how crazy he was last week on, when he won the Indy 500 and uh, about lost his mind.
3: I My option around here would be to jump on the dirt tracks and buy a cheap, cheap four-cylinder, but... Uh, I am um, I feel like I'm getting so much more and seeing a little bit better success as well in iRacing. And I can get more bang for the buck.
0: All right. Next up, uh, listener Craig Reem sent this one in. Uh, he, he found a comment on a video uh, by iRacing. Um, basically, it was a video of Long Beach. And somebody said, you need to finish this track already. And iRacing re- replied, funny you mentioned that. So that was our first clue about Long Beach. Uh, Second clue is there was a big thread about it where people were speculating what's going to happen. And there was even a poll about when do you think it's going to be released? Um, And then we finally had a confirmation. Okay. We got uh, Tony Gardner, the CEO of iRacing. He said, um, long beach is confirmed and so he ended up uh posting uh some significant updates basically about the uh, content including um there is going to be a significant update to road america in this release screenshots and video coming we also have a complete upgrade to kentucky for the oval folks we're also about ready to announce a significant European road track. We are also working on a new LMP2 car. Wow! Surprises. I think Long Beach is a surprise. I didn't think they'd ever finish it.
5: I'm, I'm looking race. forward to LMP2 car. Uh, that should be a lot of fun.
3: Which yeah. one, though? No, no telling. There's there was a lot of speculation on on the iRacers Driving's World uh, post about it, but um, I was asking myself if it could replace the C7 and most people were like no that's a completely different class so oh, well it'll it'll probably at least replace or supplement the HPD in the, in the Le Mans series
0: right what about the european road track uh, any ideas on what that could be maybe paul ricard or the hunger ring hunger or ring how do you say that hungaro ring hungaro ring so it says a significant european road track so it's got to be one of the big ones you know too bad it's not monaco maybe it is
4: give us hawken give us hawkenheim please
0: now there was a, a there was a thread that some people were saying it could be monaco because one of the sentences that he put was we are let me get back to the actual post see if i can find it just a second we are wrapping up the license and scan data and should be able to announce it in the two weeks or less and people read the part where he says wrapping up the scan data as if we're buying the scan data for monaco because you can't actually scan it because it's not actually in place perhaps it's been pre-scanned by a different company and they're buying it. So that was some of the speculation I saw. I think it's wishful thinking maybe.
3: (laughs) Is Monaco in the F1 game? I don't know. Yes. I wonder if they have any kind of scan data or they just did it all off of pictures and blueprints.
0: So Kentucky, uh, that's going to be redone. Uh, any surprise there? I guess. I guess I wasn't expecting it.
4: Don't we? Don't we have the new Kentucky already?
0: No, no we I do not. Don't think Since they resurfaced it, no.
4: Oh, okay.
0: So that's a kind of nice surprise. And then Road America, that's kind of out of the blue too. I didn't expect that.
3: Well, that gets a lot of play across uh, both road and oval series because they go there a lot with the trucks and and uh, nationwide cars.
0: Okay, Tony Groves, uh, they're working on something very, very special.
1: Yeah, and they're uh, not saying a whole lot, but I think a picture can paint a, a few words. It, it's a screenshot of Dale Earnhardt in an open face helmet with the old, uh, you know, the, the bubble, bug eye type uh, um, goggles goggles yeah that's the word eye protectors those deals um gotta say i it would make sense with the with the new car coming the 1987 car uh to have this uh this type of setup um yeah
0: not much really more to say than that it's be a cool little feature be neat kind of neat I? I wonder does that mean like do we need to paint two helmets in the paint shop now an open face and a closed face helmet. There should
2: just be an open faced and a no helmet for those cars. There
0: you go. I also wonder if they'll do the bubble goggles, you know, on the iRacing driver or, you know, because those are so Earnhardt style, you know, not every driver had those kind of goggles. But I think he's looking at the picture to mo- model the helmet, truthfully.
1: I'd be very disappointed if we didn't have a bubble goggle option.
2: (laughs) It's going to be the mustache. It's not going to be the helmet at all. You'll have
3: to have Trading Paints Pro.
0: Do do the bubble goggles? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. And then, uh, Tom, we had a big uh, change for IndyCar fixed racing.
5: Yeah. um, Greg West posted, after careful consideration and feedback on both community and real-world drivers, We are updating the in-car control parameters for the fixed IndyCar series for season three as a pilot program. New for the season will be the implementation of the adjustable weight jacker and anti-roll bars in in car controls. I'm happy about that.
0: This is something they've been asking for since they released this car. I mean, I think from day one, uh, hey, we need this.
5: Yeah, if you ran any of the Fixed Indy 500, you realize how much the car changes once the weight of the fuel and the tires burn. You need to be able to adjust it or you're going to smack down the wall.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, I don't run this car much, but boy, there was a lot of praise in the forums. Uh, people who were wanting this. So another nice surprise. This is going to turn out to be a very good build, I think. Well, it's
3: it's a simple adjustment that. And it's just like being able to change the brake bias. I mean, why not?
0: Right. I'm going to take this next one. I watched this. I don't know if you guys saw it, but the World of Outlaw Sprint Car race. I put it up on the big TV in the living room and uh, just kind of sat back and enjoyed it. And boy, I was freaking entertained, guys. What a fantastic race. Um, there were two cars that were trading the, the lead doing slide job on every other corner on each other. Um, you know, every other corner, they duck down to the inside and, you know, swap spots on the inside to the outside. And it was pretty cool. Um, one of them eventually climbed the wall, though. But uh, at one point, there were like three or four up there fighting for the lead. And uh, I don't know if it was—I don't even know what track it was—but man, it was something. Uh, but James Eden was the winner. I think that was the best dirt race I've ever seen in my life. And uh, if they can keep putting that on, boy, uh, kudos to those guys—they put on a heck of a show. Yeah, I miss those most weeks, but the
2: weeks I do get to catch them, they're, its always like that. I mean, they—it's it's incredible to
0: watch. I mean, it's—it's it's almost better than the real thing yeah and then alex berger on uh you know i don't know what happened in his heat uh but he had to come up through the front up through there you know up through the field and that's another part that's interesting to watch because he always does i think he got up to third or second or something by the end but he was way back at the beginning and uh to see him uh you know getting by people and stuff and yeah that's some good racing so chris what if i told you that when they went back to the track? The biggest star was not invited.
2: (laughs) So NASCAR um, tweeted out a video called "The Last Flag," and it's kind of a depressing video of uh, you know. Now they went back real life racing. Where does that leave Barney, the uh, the flag flag man? man. Yeah, which I I don't even know what this is about because he still has like a million races to start, so he has a job. But (laughs) it's a pretty funny video anyway.
0: Well, it's kind of hard. I mean, when you look at it, it doesn't make sense. You got to hear it. So uh, we grabbed a clip. Here it is.
2: What if I told you
5: that it wasn't just a game to him? That it's not the climb up, but when it's time to come back down, that's tough. What if I told you the pixel that mattered most was the one in his heart? The last flag directed by absolutely no one, because it's totally ridiculous. Watch NASCAR at Darlington Raceway this Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on FS1. <laughs>
0: it's basically a commercial for their uh, Fox broadcast, is what it was. Yeah, that was, so. that was yeah, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> it was. Whoever's idea was that, uh, kudos. Yeah, I thought it was great.
4: Did anyone catch the real Barney yesterday, the way he was waving the flag?
0: I saw that. In fact, NASCAR put up a side-by-side video comparison of the two, and it was uncanny how uh, they matched each other. That made
4: my arm hurt the way he watched the way that
0: flag. He's been taking lessons from Barney, obviously.
1: All right, it was just a—it was a nice little shout out to Barney, kind of, you know, a thank you for, you know, keeping keeping the seat warm for him for the last couple of months.
0: Yes. Now, uh, Greg Hill uh, from iRacing took it another step, and he tweeted out a short video of Barney's brother who dreamed of becoming an open-wheel star, but never got his chance because his pit crew quit, and he couldn't put the car together. And so the video shows, it's obviously iRacing uh, video, but... It shows this guy, kind of a driver, kind of walking around the car. The car has the wheels off and the front nose off, and it's in pieces. And it's kind of funny to watching the guy walk. Now, I don't think before in iRacing, we've seen somebody actually walk, you know, from one place to the other. It, it's kind of lanky the way he moves his arms about, though. Mike,
1: that dude ain't walking. He is strutting.
0: Is well, that we, what it
3: is? We do have the pit crews when we're pitting. They're they're jogging. That's true.
0: Yeah, uh, you're right. He's kind of I don't know strutting, or I guess it was almost dancing. Yeah,
1: I'm 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 going with strutting. He's just like, man, I got this. I don't need these other guys. They can all bugger off, go have a ham sandwich, or you know whatever they want to do. I'll take care of this.
0: Pretty cool. Okay, and then. Tom, more surprises. I, I think that's probably the the, cute, the the running theme this week is surprises. The Ford F-150.
5: Yeah, this is something that a lot of iRacers, especially on the oval side, have been wanting is why do we have the Ford F-150? Well, we're going to get it in a couple of weeks. So they released that information and they showed off a video. It looks really good.
0: It does, and the video is kind of a a tease. It shows the other two trucks, the Toyota and the Chevy. They're kind of together, and then they come apart, and there's the Ford in the middle. And surprise. Yeah, they're getting really, really good at these videos. Uh, Always looking forward
5: to every 12 weeks, seeing the new videos of what we're going to get, even if I don't know what we're going to be getting.
2: I think it's impressive that iRacing can even make an F-150 look
0: good. (laughs) Now, where did they get it, and where did they scan it from? That's the question, I wonder. That is Because that's always been the problem, right?
5: Ford probably buckled. Ford approval.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they
2: probably buckled under the pressure of, yeah, with iRacing stuff, because there's a lot of their drivers that couldn't participate in stuff because there wasn't a Ford in the sim. And I think in the past, the problem has been with Ford. It hasn't been with iRacing. It's been they haven't been able to get a Ford to get a hold of to get scanned. Right. So I bet they were,
0: yeah, a lot more. Um, They're happy to help. <laughs> yeah. Now, the negative with the positive here uh, one of our previous uh, members of this podcast, Will Gibson and former teammate, really put it out uh, what everyone saw. But he said, Want to find some ungrateful people? Just look at the comments when iRacing announces something new and will is right it was ugly i mean the road guys lost their freaking mind on the forums and on facebook and twitter and everywhere else if you look at the comment stream on the video that they put out it's appalling that some of the negative comments that uh these people uh have put out of uh, saying you know oh you know the oval guys are getting all the love and we don't get nothing and da 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 how now- many times have we covered this <laughs>
1: pretty much every every new update we we cover this but i'm pretty sure that like march update was very road centric correct me if i'm wrong i know one of the if it wasn't that one it was the previous one that had a lot you know it was geared towards the road guys so um yeah whatever
2: david you'd be the perfect person to know because you race both so I it seems balanced to me doesn't it to you
3: it feels very balanced to me uh definitely
5: cars yep three open wheel cars coming
0: I think it ebbs and flows you know um, there's years where we've only had road cars if you look at uh, 2016 uh, and we'll look at this a little bit later they only did road stuff they didn't do oval at all and so it kind of comes and goes but you know what the negative nastiness in the forums I think they Greg West had to actually uh, close one of the threads on the announcement of the Ford F-150 because it got so toxic So, boys, I mean, if it's not for you, you know, just be happy for everybody else and then keep to yourself. Yeah, a big big um, part of iRacing is a community. We
2: have a really good community, and if you don't want to be part of that, there's NASCAR Heat. There you go.
0: Next up, a survey was sent out by iRacing to all members via email. Uh, I think everybody here got it. I think Bobby told me he didn't get one, though.
1: I got one, but I'm a little uh, disappointed because yours says like, you know, hi, Mike. Mine says, hi, iRacing subscriber. Well, what the hell?
0: I'm, I'm, per- yeah, they personalized my email. But yeah, I took the survey. Uh, what'd you guys think? Uh, relevant questions, I thought maybe. And lots of opportunity to type in what you thought. I didn't type anything though.
1: Oh, I went for tire
0: limits, asking me what, what,
1: what feature I want.
0: Good. Be careful what you wish for.
1: Well, I got to give something for someone to troll.
0: <laughs> Survey is a good idea, though. Um, Gives them some data to work with. But I have a feeling they already have the pulse of the community because they're pretty active in the forums. I think they know what's up.
3: I definitely requested uh, a DP. Right. <laughs> The there car, wasn't really right? a good place to put anything in about the, uh, yes, the car. Um, there wasn't really a good place. I guess I should have said DPI. That'd be a little bit more specific. There wasn't a good place to say anything about the uh, Martinsville car.
0: Oh, the pace car speed limit?
3: hmm I put in a support ticket, and they replied with, they picked that based on all the classes, not just the cup car. I don't see how any class has time to pit with the pace car going that fast.
0: All right. Tony, we got a list of every car ever.
1: Yeah, yeah, Anthony Fredericks uh, compiled the list, every single car that was released and uh, broke it down into to what year that they were released in. Um, kind of looking through it, it looks pretty even matched when they're when they're doing the releases throughout the year. Um, it, it does. It's yeah, it's both sides, right? But um, I mean, it, it, that part don't matter. You can have the proof of the pudding. You're always going to have people complaining about something. That's just us as humans are retarded. So um, we're never happy. But uh, there's some cars on here I didn't even realize that we're, um, we're even part of the sim. I had no idea.
0: It's kind of cool to see the age of some of these, too. There's also a nice bar graph at the bottom where you can see the green is the road and the blue is the oval. And it looks like every year, except for two road has had more content than oval. And so, uh, I think it's kind of proof in the pudding pudding, kind of timely with what happened with the Ford announcement and all the road guys blowing up, but. Well, you know,
3: it would be logical though, for road to get a little bit more because in stock cars you have stock cars. Yeah. In road you have sports cars and open wheel cars.
0: Well, and now that the Ford is out, they they have everything. There's nothing left. But uh look at how many cars were released in 2019. I, I I mean, I think that was the biggest year so far. Um quite a like more than a dozen. It looks like 15 maybe. But uh with with the the pro dirt trucks and the Xfinity cars—over three of them, yeah—it really just added up.
3: And you know, we spend a lot of our time basically running NIS and A Opens or IMSA—you know, the major uh, official series. And we do, you know, we be, do the big twenty-four hour events. Um, a lot of these older cars, and even the ones that are marked legacy now, um, can be pretty fun to drive. And there's some leagues out there that basically specialize. On coming up with crazy combinations, like driving the Riley DP at the Monza Oval, or something like that. Um, so that's those. Even that old content can still get used, even if it's not being uh, presented in a, an official series.
2: You're talking Do Reddit love,
0: League,
2: yeah, Reddit League. <laughs> so good guys.
0: So the 2020 list shows Porsche Cayman GT4, the 1987. Uh, stock cars, two of them, the F-150 Ford, the Indy Pro 2000, and the USF 2000. Those are the two open-wheel cars. All right, uh, let's get into housekeeping. Uh, we submitted over to Google Podcast to have the iRacers Lounge at Google Podcast. Uh, before, it used to be Google Music, and now they've changed it, so I had to like resubmit our feed and so yeah, if you're Android, uh, check out Google Podcast. We're also on the Performance Radio, excuse me, Performance Motorsports Network over there. Uh, so check us out there.
3: Will this computer run iRacing?
0: Not now. Let's jump into hardware, software. Tony, you're up first with iRadar. Yeah,
1: this one is uh, a really, really neat deal. I haven't tried it yet, but I I did look into it, and uh, actually pointed a buddy of mine over to to try this out because he's only on a on a single screen and is having some difficulties. But this is um, uh, the iRacing proximity indicator SimHub overlay, and. It, it's a it's a visual spotter is is basically what it is they, they give you um, you know three different versions to, to choose from um, you have a, a compact version which kind of gives you like a, a little graphics uh um, cars and they're you know they're in the middle of your of your view and kind of showing you where the cars are coming at at what side and, and at uh, what part of the car they're they're about to to hit they have um, uh, they also have the dots version and basically that's what it is it's
0: it's two it's little like dots. a red dot yeah
1: yeah well they change color um i, I believe they change color and to, depending on like how close they are and uh the last one is is the lights version which is very similar to the dots um it's a little uh less pronounced and more kind of in the peripheral And it'll just be like a like a highlighted color um on either side of your screen to to show you um where where that that person is
0: that That one's a little less invasive maybe you know
1: it's not too
3: different from the uh overlay that you use right
0: right i use the joel real timing spotter overlay which is very very similar to this but basically just gives you a visual clue of when people are on your side so uh, this is a nice one you know, I'm real happy with the Joe real timing one, or I would try this. Um, but I, I absolutely don't need anything, but Hey, if you're still looking for a visual spotter, check this one out.
1: Yeah, I plan on, uh, getting this one and, and trying it out. Uh, once my procrastination finishes, um, I'll be able to, uh, give a little bit more insight on, you know, how well it works and stuff, but I, I've. It looks really good. I I think it'll. I think it'll be really good.
3: Once you get used to it, any of the visual spotting options can improve your performance a little because you just get a a little bit quicker sense of timing. And and if it's really noisy, sometimes you might not even hear the spotter.
0: Okay, Barry Roland is back. David.
3: Yes. This one, he, is just the build, so there's not a whole lot of review, but he's building the PT actuator. Uh, these things are some pretty Hoss, uh actuators for motion rig.
0: Wow, this thing's a beast. It's 5DOF, and it's got layers of motion is the way I want to call it. I mean, you got a bottom layer uh where it goes like left or right it's actually on rollers if you look closely um where it's got actual rollers but then there's a second layer and then there's the d-box layer above that and so the whole thing is kind of like up in the air with all these different motion things below it it's freaking cool
3: it has it has the four you know kind of standard corner Actuators and then it's got an actuator kind of going across the diagonally that's set up for doing lateral slip motion. So when you can feel the car is getting loose, um, the one thing on the review side that he did say is that he's extremely impressed with the, I guess, the metallurgy or the metal craft.
0: Yeah, this is just the build part one. So there'll probably be several parts because it's so complicated, but
3: three actually. And it looks like I think he's got part two up because it's showing up on my up next on the YouTube page.
0: Okay. So we'll talk about that one next week when I watch it. But yeah, it's, uh, this is a pretty cool motion. Now I looked at their website, it's pt actuator.com. And, uh, kind of had a hard time finding exactly the price.
3: Somewhere in, my, in, in deep down, I'm getting the urge to, to think about motion. I'm not sure. Greg, he'll tell you later about how VR changes your world. I'm wondering if motion does the same thing.
0: From what we've heard, it does. I mean, but, you know, which one do you want to go with? There's so many different options. I mean, we talk about them every week.
3: Yeah, and that's why I keep, that's what talked me into buying a rig. You know, uh, (laughs) I came into this podcast and y'all just started spending my money.
0: That's right. Let's uh, spend your money for you. Okay. I'll take the next one, I guess. Uh, a limited edition Club Sport steering wheel F1 2020 coming soon. Uh, what do you guys think of the new Club Sport wheel?
3: As far as the button layout, it's not any different than the one I have. I think it's just uh, got some special material that's made of like it's isn't it all carbon.
0: Carbon fiber kind
3: of look to it. Yeah.
4: It's got more buttons than my F1 wheel I just bought and it has leather grip handles.
3: Then you don't have the same F1 button I have.
0: Nope. <laughs> so are you mad that, that you bought yours bef- right before this one came out?
4: No, I saved about 200 bucks.
0: <laughs> okay. Now, apparently, uh, when this was announced, uh, the Fanatec website it was actually non functional for like a day. Uh, I don't know if it was related to this, uh, product announcement, but I did see on Facebook, uh, a lot of people not been able to get on fanatech.com.
3: Now I'm, I'm looking right now at the picture and there's one thing that I don't recognize that, and it's down in the middle at the very bottom, it says up to 67 inputs. And I don't know what that is. I don't think that's on my will.
5: Yeah, it's on your wheel. It's just, it's just the amount of uh, changes you can do on it. Because I, I just ordered the one below their special edition F1 release.
0: Okay. I'm not in the market, so that's okay. All right, let's jump into some company reviews. David, you got BJ Sim Racing.
3: All right, I was just up checking my wheel. There's no, there's no button there, so back to that. There, whatever it is, it, um, it's just them talking about the combination. So we have BJ Sim Race, bjsimracing.com.
0: And they got some nice pedals. I like their pedals.
3: Got some nice pedals. They've got a really fancy F1-style wheel with, uh, with a built-in display. That's great if you have VR. Uh, they got some uh, fans if, if you want. Uh, I like the fact that the, the I like the, the, this Pedera Basic Hydraulica or Pedalera. Um It's uh, got the kind of brake pad that, you know, you see in a regular car with that curved surface. And I put, I actually put that on my V3 pedal for the brake um, just because it feels more like a brake.
0: Yeah, hydraulic pedals, uh, $1,263. Is this Italian or Spanish? I don't know.
3: Uh, it's it's either Italian or Spanish. They, they're they spelled almost the same. It looks more Spanish.
0: Right. But yeah, they have some uh, great hydraulic pedals. Uh, very impressed with the look of those. They got the Willwood actual uh, thing uh, pedals attached to them, but... It's all hydraulic and everything. Uh, they also offer, looks like, Shifter Pro and a handbrake. Um, shifter Pro, $257. It's just like a sequential uh, shifter kind of thing. Big old handle.
3: Yeah, and you can uh, actually buy, I guess, replacement components if you need as well for some, of, for some of the equipment. They've got a components section.
0: Okay, I got the next one. This one is called... Motum, M-O-T-U-M, simulation.com. And they have a motion simulation uh, that they basically rent. And you can book a session with them. Um, You scroll down on their website and you'll see their MP6 VR portable motion simulator. And uh, wow, this thing is pretty freaking cool looking basically it's got this space age looking chassis on top of this big old red box and the big red box has a circle cut in the middle of it where all the hydraulics and motion stuff lives uh underneath the cockpit but wow pretty cool looking i've never seen a rig quite like that one but it's got 360 degrees of movement um so it'll like spin basically if you want it to uh you know, with the VR and stuff.
4: Spin yourself out with that, huh?
0: Right. But it is a 6DOF. Imagine if
3: you're taking one of those uh, tumbles in the IndyCar where you're basically taking flight. I think yesterday Greg was in a wreck and he spun so many times he said he actually almost got sick.
0: Okay. But they have the Motom Simulation Driver Training Center uh, where you can get coaching and book sessions and whatnot. Now, where is this at? Paris, France. Oh, I'm sorry, I, I'm completely wrong. Victoria, Melbourne, Australia. Crikey. Downsta- uh Downtown Victoria actually is where it's at, right next to the Royal Botanical Gardens. Pretty cool. I've all you know. I can't wait to get to one of these cities where they have one of these things, and I just want to walk in and. Hey, I'll just want to rent it for an hour and just try it, you know. Okay, what's the next company review?
3: We have FastTech Motion Systems. This is another motion rig that also has the rotation option. Uh, they're set up for both uh flight and racing sims. Their starting price is almost eight grand. Um for DOF. Yeah, they have a lot of uh, accessories as well, from monitor stands to Sparko seats. They seem to sell a lot of Thrustmaster products and also have some other really high-end uh, flight sim joysticks, if you like.
0: I don't know how to describe this one. It's kind of like the one with the red box, but instead of the red box, it's got a more lower, low-profile triangular uh, device uh, that the cockpit is is attached to, I guess, um, is the way to describe it.
3: Yeah, and I think the the base, is actually, it actually, the power supply, essentially, it just sits on top of it, and that pro- probably that rig, which is almost like an eighty twenty type rig, rotates around. The, the rig itself doesn't actually look that heavy duty.
0: It doesn't. Yeah, it kind of looks low end, uh, but for that price, I, I I don't know. I I don't know about this one. I mean, you can get the sim craft for that price right and get 60 of
3: yeah they have um they have the vive on here they have they have a lot of um just mostly thrust master gear they seem to really they basically seem to be a dealer for them
0: it's fase com, and they're based out of denmark you think we've heard of all these but nope Okay, Tony Groves, what's the next one?
1: Oh, we got one here from Switzerland, Acto Racer. Uh, their site's acto um, looks like they they sell rigs, they rent rigs, they'll put on events for you. Um, they I, I didn't see any price, so it's probably you know, they'll, they'll build it to how you want, but from what, what they show us in the pictures, um it's It's pretty much what you would expect from a from a full motion rig um, it's got the the belt tensioning system on it. Um, there's nothing about this that really stands out to me. Um, I mean it's 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 a much beefier setup than than the last one we were just talking about but uh, yeah.
0: It's a style that's got the hydraulic arms like attached to the back seat, you know, kind of thing. Back of the seat. Kind of like the CXC CXC ones from California. Switzerland. Okay, very cool. Uh we're going around the world, I guess, today. Uh this one I think is the one maybe that's France. Uh it's called RT Sim Dot F R
3: might be a pretty good clue.
0: Right. So it is a, and I do have a French, English, Google translate button here, but, uh, yeah, this is, um, in the city of Paris, they do have, have, uh, rentals where you can rent, uh, 250 euros for one hour. You can get the whole day for 1800 euros. Um, book minimum booking duration, two hours. So 500 euros for two hours. Um, their simulators, when you click on it, their big thing, I think, their selling point is this half-circle screen projection. So it looks like they have a couple projectors on a, on a circle screen, so to speak. And then they have like a stationary, it looks like stationary cockpit in front of it.
3: Seems a little overpriced. I don't know. It does. Um, I'm planning this summer to do the indie Racing Spirit experience up in uh up at gateway and i'm going to be able to turn 20 laps in a in an indy four car uh for less than that
0: that'll be fun all right paris france check that one out next up uh david it was a a reminder about crewchief.org
3: yeah mike has recently started using this and i know quite a few of us do uh Tom, you can vouch for this because you do a lot of sports car racing with me. How many times have you heard how much fuel for the BMW? Every
5: start of every
3: race? Every race, somebody doesn't know how much fuel. And yeah, when I first started running a lot of IMSA, I was one of those guys that if I had not run it myself and figured it out, I would just have to guess or something. You know, and sim racing apps will do a good job of figuring it out once you've been running um, and and so will Crew Chief. One of the really nice things about Crew Chief, it's got some voice activation. Um, it has a lot more interactions where it's trying to behave more like a Crew Chief instead of just the very limited in-game stuff. It'll tell you about if the person behind you's catching you or not. It'll warn you when certain people have had incidents. Places. It'll. Um, it'll. But it, the the most reasons that most people get it is you can basically just say pit stop fuel to the end and it'll boom it'll it'll put in a uh how much fuel you need to finish the race and you can even click it to do that automatically if you want which i avoid because if you're serving a penalty you don't want to necessarily take fu- fuel especially in uh, nascar races
0: i've just turned on the the audio spotter only That's the only thing I haven't done anything else with it, but so far I like it. It actually gives more information than the built-in spotter, I think.
3: And especially being in VR, even though I've got a lot of my stuff set to buttons as well, being able to say clear tires or, um, just all the different, you can ask it what time it is. If you can't see a clock on there.
0: voice uh, control. Yeah.
3: Yeah. You can ask, you can ask how far the person in front of you is. If you know, if they're so far ahead of you that they're not on your relative, you can ask what that gap is.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm happy with it. I, I need to look into the voice control and maybe I'll start using that. I don't know. All right, Tony, one of our, your famous rig reviews.
1: Yeah, boy, I got a doozy for you this week. Um, first off yep this is a do-it-yourself deal um and it almost like uh like hey i want to build a rig and i think i see a couple pieces of wood over there oh looks at i got a drill got a couple of screws and oh i think this will work over here and i think this will work over here yep 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 that works it looks exactly just like that you know you just kind of picking up some boards start stapling them together to slap slapped uh, together
0: with no plan, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I mean, this is even a little too simple for my taste, but the end of the goal is like, does it work? No.
2: And <laughs> no, that, that's the answer. It doesn't. It does. It can't. There's no way it does.
1: <laughs> it doesn't look Fail. like it should. Um, but he says he's happy with it. So, you know, it does have, he, he does have an actual racing seat in there um, and he's put a nice little angle on it. Um, my question is is how long is this going to last because i really do not see enough bracing going on but um you know hey if if he's streaming and that you know he he wrecks and the whole thing comes apart like we've seen those videos and quite frankly i don't think there's enough of them floating around um this one would be a prime candidate but you know what kudos just get her done get racing um have some fun and if you're like me just just be cheap and use what you got around the house (laughs)
0: <laughs> I, I love the uprights for the steering wheel base. There's two uprights going straight up, but it looks like, you know, he, he realized that wasn't going to hold it. So he took one of them, kind of cockeyed it at an angle and threw it another little board as a brace, just on one side, but not on the other. You mean yeah. That, that steering wheel that's like forehead level? <laughs> like, I, how he you driving this thing? Well, there's no screen, so you got to assume it's VR, but... There's even a little laptop on a, a a coffee table or something off to the right. You know,
1: this is like simplicity, <laughs> like at, at at its at its core. I mean, this is almost more simple than just sticking a wheel on a desk.
0: Pretty crazy.
2: I think it, he made it we'll way more somewhere. complicated. <laughs> yeah, I think he made it way more complicated and dangerous, Tony. I don't think it looks simple at all. <laughs>
1: Well, I mean I'm only counting about eight boards holding this whole thing together.
2: I hope the family cat's not under that thing when it breaks.
1: <laughs> I like how you emphasized when. <laughs>
2: well, it's kind of already leading that way.
1: <laughs> well, you know what? It, it's it's progression, right? Like so he built this, you know, he's gonna run it a bit. Um, he's gonna get into like you know, some serious side by side action and the whole thing is gonna fall down on him, and then he's gonna figure out what he did wrong and uh, you know, maybe six months. Now from now, we we you know we might be able to get to see an updated picture with a with a, a rig a little better built. But you know what? You've Got to start somewhere. I, I I'll give them. I'm not gonna give them two thumbs up. I'll definitely give them one thumbs up because you you gotta you gotta do something. It's it's certainly better than an office chair. Well,
2: I like so, the angle in the seat. So that's yeah, what I'm gonna start say somewhere. somewhere. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So I think he's got a good core. He just has to work on the stuff around it is this like a UMP modified guy or something? Because the seat's got that weird angle, but then the steering wheel, like I said, is almost at a weird angle too, because of the way it's braced. And it's almost like, uh, the guy is used to laying sideways or something. Crazy. All right, Tom, let's uh, switch gears to, uh, a guy named Rowan Hick.
5: Yeah. I got, uh, rowanhick.com. He's got a, looks like a DIY for a motion rig, Um, 3DOF and a GC. Um, Looking through it, it actually looks pretty good uh, for a DIY for uh, motion.
0: The GC as they call it, uh, which is very much like the seat that we've been drooling over that I've been trying to get David to buy. This is a homemade version of that and check the video guys of him in this seat uh the second video down uh it's kind of wild the way it works i he's got this crazy mechanism behind the seat with all these rollers and and gears and different things and and he's got these metal flaps that are pushing against his back and thighs and and then he's on top uh, you know like a Uh, you know, the D-Box style rig, you know, motion rig on top of that, Um, boy, what a setup.
5: It actually looks kind of fun.
0: It does. And it looks real, you know, like it gives you the right kind of sensations. I mean, look at how his body's kind of being jostled. That was the biggest thing that I picked out of it. That seat's really throwing him around in there. Well, a lot more than the other seat that we've seen from the uh, AccuForce guys, right? Because that seat was kind of a stationary, and and the, the flaps just kind of push against you more. This thing, uh, it, I mean, it, it's like it, there's only just the flaps. There's no seat, really, or structure beside the flaps. And so, yeah, it's really moving him about.
1: He kind of took the approach, like, you know, take the seat, cut it in half, put it on a hinge, add actuators on you know, on the four pieces and that's kind of how it's built. Um,
3: yeah. The, the only difference is the uh, G GC has the six pieces instead of
0: the four. Yeah. Well, it, it, the mechanism where that hinges, Tony, look at all those little round things there. I mean, what the heck am I seeing there? That's belt drive belt. It's like a, yeah, there's like a belt wrapped around all those round things and it's, yeah, going back and forth, crazy.
3: But it also has a it has a roll or a pitch to it. Like the entire unit, it looks like it's bouncing forward and backwards. Or is uh, that the D box?
0: Well, I think that's part of the D box okay. motion part. Yeah, you're seeing. Yeah. But everything combined is quite an. Ex- you know, he's going to be sore <laughs> after that.
1: Yeah. Well, that like like I said, that thing throws like it almost just shy of being a little uh you know being a little violent but he's he's really getting tossed around
0: now we we say box, but it's not it's the ss sfx 100 we've talked about that before that's the do-it-yourself box stuff and this website if you go on down past the seat, he has a lot of information about how to build these uh sfx x100s uh with lots of pictures videos and and text and so if you're interested in any of this stuff diy this is a great website to kind of sink your teeth into rowanhick.com adam we got do-it-yourself wheel now we we got
4: an open wheel um or a road car or a wheel CAD file from Turn Racing. It's got all sorts of buttons on it. And if you have a CAD machine that can cut up this wheel and make it, you can go to turnracing.com for $45 and pick one up.
1: Ah, it also uh, it's also good for 3D printing.
0: Right, so you can uh, get this 3D printed if you buy the the forty-five dollar thing; it'll give you the file in STP or STI format, um, and you can print your own wheel.
3: That's uh, basically about the Ferrari button layout, I think.
0: Well, Turn Racing—you got to remember—they have some of the best wheels in the on the planet. Um, if you well, go to their homepage,
3: yeah, part of what's good about that layout is you're basically all of your buttons are are in range of the thumb um, I love my f1 wheel it's got a lot of nice features but there's three buttons in the in the lower middle I don't ever touch because I'd have to completely ruin my hand to get to them and yeah I mean I'm a small guy so not a whole lot of reach but
0: okay so check that out next another company review this one is autosport.com.au so they're obviously Australian. But they have a website where you can buy sim racing stuff. They have a page backslash sim racing where they sell gloves, uh, bolts for seats, uh, slide rails for a seat, actual uh, Sparco wheels, uh, brackets to mount seats to a rig on, driving shoes, actual seats, racing seats, and other sim related materials
3: really yeah, like you know, those... uh
0: their their seats though down at the bottom if
3: you buy like say if you buy your sim lags rig or something or you buy something by one of the australian companies this would be a good place to look for the seat to go with the it.
0: seat right now if you look at page two you'll see they actually sell uh rigs as well called lagera sim rig and they range from 1500 to 1900 australian um it, it's kind of hard to tell, but kind of looks like an eighty twenty style uh, setup.
3: Yeah. And yeah, it looks about. It looks eighty twenty. Um, I don't know about the sturdiness of the monitor mounts.
0: It seems pretty high price for what you're getting compared to like Sim Labs or something, though. Okay, so I think we've hit almost a bunch of countries this uh, this uh, show. David, we got another uh, post, how to get the most out of your stream.
3: So Harrison Bingham has been a member since 2018 in iRacing. He's got a video up that helps you set up your chat in, I guess, OBS or just in, in any kind of stream from Twitch. Uh, and so it's pretty handy little the device that you want to – because. Um, I do the same thing, except I do it with the restream chat, but it's basically the same idea. And that way, if I have somebody commenting as a Facebook viewer and somebody commenting as a Twitch viewer, they can see each other's chat. And it also is really nice because it actually reads it to me now, so I don't even have to read it.
0: Okay, so this is a free way of doing that. Now, you actually have to pay for restream, right?
3: That's just so I don't have to share it in as many places I basically see. that that allows me to make it pop up on Tefosi racing live otherwise i would only be able to send it to my personal feed and they would have to share it everywhere else
0: no i didn't actually watch the video to see exactly how he's getting the chat into the vr uh but if you want to learn it check it out harrison Bingham on the forums
3: he also has a few other links um to, uh, different VR software, um, a link to race labs with the discord.
0: Okay. I got another one. I found, uh, these pedals, it is SimRacingPros.com, And they call it the AZ racing HD F one style pedal, $199. Wow. That's pretty cheap. It, there's no clutch. It's a brake and a throttle. Um they look fairly simple. They have one cord, you know, looks like a USB coming off of it. uh they're made out of metal, not plastic. Uh, not a lot of details here on their website, though, guys. What do you think? I mean, for a low end price for a pedal, I don't know if we've seen them that low before. That's pretty good.
1: Well, this site is out of Canada, so if these are in Canadian dollars, it'd be even cheaper for you guys
0: there you go so it out of canada uh yeah winnipeg manitoba it says but uh yeah az racing pedal um is what they call it and it says free shipping all prices are in u.s dollars uh, did that, you
3: say if they were load cell
0: or hydraulic it doesn't say anything actually yeah. it just has a picture of them so. so probably load cell would be my guess now they actually, if you look at all their products, they resell. It looks like Sim Magic Direct Drive Wheels, as well, um, and they have a couple different cockpits called AZ Racing Cockpit, nine hundred dollars for a stationary. It looks tubular, um, thick uh, tubes, so to speak, and then they have an F one style for thirteen hundred.
3: Is that Sim Magic the the one coming out of Taiwan?
0: Yeah, the Hong Kong one that. Uh, that one guy, Jeff, has been selling in the U.S. But I've heard a lot of things about those, like they're not UL listed as far as electrical. You know, in the United States, you have to be UL listed for a, a, an appliance to, that it's rated to, you know, work over, you know, 110 AC correctly. These things apparently don't, aren't even UL listed.
3: Well, I, I, have we heard about anybody's burning their house down with one?
0: Not yet. I haven't heard anything really bad about them at all. I mean, there's been people on the forums that have bought them. And then uh, what's his name? Jeff Scott is selling them like hotcakes. So, All right, Tony Groves, we got another DIY setup.
1: Ooh. This one was hiding on me. I didn't even notice this one. I'm just loading her up now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
2: Live reaction.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, well, I, I just... It's a picture of a purple chair, and that, that's all they give you, like, when you Pretty first open up chair. the link. Yeah, yeah, no, I have not read anything, but I see something attached to the bottom of it, and I'm gonna, is that like a miniature, uh, uh
0: butt kicker? Butt kicker, yeah.
1: And that thing looks tiny, it's like a tweeter.
0: Yeah, it's like a, what, uh, one of those transducers or whatever they call it, yeah, like a butt kicker style, but what did he do? He just stuck it right to the bottom of uh, his grandfather's 1950s dining room table. Dining room table chair, I should say. Why do they look stained, though?
2: Did it catch on fire? Like, I, I can't care where the black well, spots coming from on top of the did chair. He have
4: one of, did he have one of those non-compatible wheels for the U.S.?
3: <laughs> Either that or he didn't want to get suspended for pulling over to pee.
0: What about the placement of this? I mean... The, the the cone thing, or the transducer, is right where your bunghole would be. And it's on a piece of wood that he's sitting directly on. So, I bet you he feels a lot of effect from this thing. Yeah, right, you're nuts. right in your nuts. Yeah, right in your bunghole. He's the happiest guy on track. <laughs> he's he, he won't stop smiling, right?
2: His wife just took up sim racing.
4: He's about like that Denny Hamill mascot thing.
1: So... Uh, <laughs> it's not only it, his grandfather made this chair um <laughs> I, I love the ingenuity <laughs> why not right like what the hell i can't see it being very comfortable um for any longer than maybe 20 minutes but it okay man like it does the trick if this if this is what i had to work with i'd be using it and i'd be smiling so what the hell right
0: better nothing right I've been thinking about getting buck kickers myself. I haven't uh, pulled the trigger. Bobby's trying to find me a generic version, uh, so to speak, to save some money.
1: Okay, sorry. I got to throw this in here before we, we, we get past this one. Um, so he's pairing up this 1950s hand-built uh, kitchen chair, and he's rocking uh, Fanatec V3 pedals.
0: He knows what's important.
1: You got it. Love it.
3: I had my V3 pedals before I had uh, when I used to just race in an uh, office chair with rollers.
0: That was your first nice upgrade?
3: Yeah, uh, yeah, it was because the pedals on the G27 broke, and everybody was like, "Yeah, you can get the V3s with- and still run the wheel."
0: Okay, Chris, tell us five reasons you shouldn't buy a PC right now. Was there five? I watched the video. I didn't. I didn't count them all out.
2: <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it's a YouTube video from Jay's Two Cents. And I've actually subscribed to him. He's a really good, um, for PC reviews, parts reviews. But it just kind of runs down the list of reasons. Like, if you don't have to have a new computer right now, you should probably wait. I think, um, one was, uh, power supplies. I know, uh, the power supply went out my wife's computer. I had a hard time finding one because, um, there's a, there's a bottleneck and you can't find. And the ones you actually want, so like you can find the four, good ones. Yeah, like the 450 to 750s, where everybody wants. You can find like the 400s to the yeah, you know, the 1500s. But and we're we're about to have new processors, new video cards. So you know, right? Like we're me, all wait waiting till for
0: Nvidia right now to uh, to drop something new.
2: Right. Yep. So yeah, if you if you don't need anything right now, you're probably better off waiting until those come out, until somebody else buys them up, and getting somebody else's new stuff, or at least waiting for the price drop.
0: And aren't we waiting for Intel to drop something fresh too? I mean,
2: yeah, and I, that might have been this week. That's really soon. Yesterday. That's, oh yeah. see.
0: Yeah, I missed it, but yeah, not a great time. Yeah, so the power supplies are hard to find and yeah, that was the big one I think. But yeah, if you can wait, uh probably try to wait. And the coronavirus stuff, I'm sure has something to do with all of it too, you know. Um you know, manufacturing's gotten behind and so forth. Yeah, I mean, tons
2: of houses got turned into home offices, so the demand on this stuff's pretty huge right now.
0: All right. And uh Tony, we're into NASCAR fantasy again.
1: Oh finally,
0: finally. I've been waiting
1: so long, just like I'm sure everyone else has. And it's it was nice to kick it off on Sunday, but then you know to to have another one Wednesday. Um man oh man. Like I, I was I was all set for, for Sunday's uh for Sunday's race and um I had good picks, worked with the favor that i wanted now last night i i messaged on you know on the team messenger there like i i was going crazy i i probably switched my garage about four times um just trying to make that that right pick and trying to read into the future we had weather coming in and oh it, it was like a lot more stress than i'm normally used to on a wednesday night um but i welcomed it it was a lot of fun and uh like a lot of people are uh rocking and rolling too um we we've had a lot of movement on our uh on our league standings now mike i'm not sure if you're are you switching out your guys like every race
0: i am but i'm kind of randomly doing it
1: yeah so i noticed like uh your wednesday race you're missing one one whole slot you had a guy in your garage but um you're only running four out of five guys in your main lineup Ooh.
0: Okay, so maybe that's why I'm twelfth, but yeah. at least I'm better than Frozen Cactus, who's dead last.
3: Isn't he missing like two
0: weeks? Okay, maybe that's it. And then looks like uh, Tony the Tiger is falling clear to twenty-first.
1: Yeah, he uh, he dropped down a little bit. Maybe he's just holding back, and uh, it's, you know, you only get to use each driver uh, ten times, so maybe he's just saving it up for. Uh, uh, a late season charge to the front. Um, I know uh my wife and I, we were um, you know, kind of battling back and forth and throwing jabs at each other. And uh, you know, she's a smiling ninja on here, and she jumped up to eighth place. She did really well over these last two races. Um, but I'll do a quick readout of the, the top ten and we'll we'll just stop it there. Um sitting in first is just in time. Uh second Who's is that? Gia. I I don't know who that is. There's a few on here that I'm not uh, familiar with, and I know there's a couple that's changed their names a couple of times too, just having fun with uh, different names, keeping us entertained, keeping me entertained, anyways. Um, yeah, GI JoJo is in second place. I'm uh, I made podium, sitting in podium position right now at third place. Laird Racing. He's uh, that's Justin Laird. He's an old teammate. He's in fourth. Chris, you round out the top five. Uh, yeah. T- followed by T-Bob, Steve and Lou Allen, another past teammate. Smiling Ninja, my beautiful wife. Uh, TDEWR and resdog rounds out the top ten.
2: Ooh,
0: Lots of fun, guys. You're,
1: you're, you're there. Just uh, stay on top of your picks, Mike, and uh, make use of that garage pick. That is extremely helpful and it can really net you some points
0: adam you're down there in 18th it looks like
1: yeah with the
4: corona thing i kind of forgot about it <laughs> so i'll have to get back into it well, so twice did,
0: this week we've done it
3: speaking to picks adams how did your uh pick turn out last night
4: oh man i i was gonna turn five dollars into about 200 uh my driver won the first stage and second stage and then he uh i think he thought he was on iRacing again and boyered himself into the wall
2: ouch i watched too much eye racing and put timmy hill in my garage oh so so the
4: way the pool i was in works is 40 people sign up on this facebook group and they do like a live draw and the number that you you get drawn is the starting position of the car that if you draw number four and you have the car that starts fourth if you win the race with that car you win all the money well i had boyer because he because i drew number four
0: he was looking good yesterday, I tell you.
4: I should have just gone to bed and maybe I would have had better luck.
3: I was thinking about you when I heard it on the radio while I was limping around in the in the uh, Charlotte race.
0: So let's, let's get into that. Let's jump into results. The NASCAR iRacing Series Charlotte, the Coke 600, one of our full-length events, 600 miles, uh, David, you started us off P12. Yep.
3: Yeah, I started off by making sure I was properly dehydrated. So the race was fairly comfortable. Um, and I'm, this is one of those P12s I have to be happy with. Um, had a good long run set. Uh, usually was restarting around, uh, towards the front. First 120 laps, top five. We were all being smart and not squeezing, not diving, everybody was just letting what could clearly they could clearly tell was the faster car go and then as usual we get in a restart and uh i'm p4 p2 and three decide it's time to race with 250 laps to go and they they run too close to each other and net code uh but they were really both being a little aggressive that's
0: the event that ruined my race
3: yep took us both out uh i was down horsepower the rest of the race and i was as far as three laps down because for the through the middle of the race we had a long run then in the last 50 laps everybody got stupid again and so many people wrecked out i got back up to 12th one lap down
0: okay and my race was just that i was running i don't know the back half of the top 10 when that uh, event happened between the second and third place and it just blocked up the track i had nowhere to go and uh i kept getting in incidents and i eventually got to 17 where i had to stop and go and after that i was just a couple laps down i was down on horsepower and it was just slow and i gave up about halfway i parked it lost more about a 100 i rating if not more uh so it was a pretty bad race uh, greg uh, also ran he uh, wrecked out fairly or well maybe about halfway i think he wrecked out um Tom, you got the best uh, finish so far, P3.
5: Yeah, it's a little disappointing, though. Uh, Led a whole lot of the race. Um, Started in the back like I always do. Worked my way up front. Uh, Ran the race as best as I could. Led about 150 laps. Um, Towards the end on a late restart, one of the guys behind me got into me. Ton of damage on the car, and I was only able to get to third. So I guess I'll try again on Sunday, but yeah, disappointing third. I hate to say that.
0: And then Adam, you didn't run yet to work. Uh, Chris, I think you ran and got wrecked, right? Yeah, I ran last night and this afternoon, both times
2: wrecked out real early by just nonsense. Like the the one this afternoon, um, there was a wreck right at the front. Somebody called it out. Everybody started checking up. Everything was going to be fine, but there was a huge bunch of cars where the checkup was and one guy doesn't check up and it looks like he's trying to go bowling or something i mean just destroys like half a dozen of us so sucks
0: yeah it's a long race and yeah it only takes one yeah you haven't got a, a finish yet so i hope you get one all right and then today uh david you uh let's talk about your race
3: yeah i've i i was not able to finish it i mean i suppose i could have but i wanted to go ahead and get ready for the podcast and go take care of an Aaron. Uh, I was slow to begin with made top split this time instead of second split. And it's like night and day. I don't know if that's why I felt like the same set was terrible or, you know, these guys are fast. So yeah, it's uh, hard it, when, when I, when I cut, when it gets, when I get up in the top split, I'm, I'm not a front runner. I'm just, it's just, you know, I'm, I'm a back marker in the, in that top split. And there was a lot of good drivers in there. Uh, in fact, a pro won it, Michael Greelia Um, there was a point, though, at somewhere I was I was probably going to sneak away with a 10th to 20th through attrition. But um, somewhere in the middle of the race, there was a guy that had a blinking problem, caused a wreck, and I couldn't avoid it. Uh, and it didn't even bring out the caution because he blinked out again and left the track. So it stayed green, even though he was completely sideways stopped up against the wall. Caution didn't come out. I'm down horsepower, but I'm, I'm just continuing, you know, making laps, hoping for attrition. And right as I'm about to let a lap car that's a little bit faster than me and it has been closing, right as I'm about to pull up and let him slide by, my engine pops, and it causes him to run into me. Um, I'm lucky I didn't take out the leaders because I, I locked it up as soon as it happened, but went sliding all the way through the infield and back up on the start-finish line. Uh, they were all able to dodge me, and At that point, it was a blown engine. I was done.
0: And then Greg ran it with us. He got up to maybe three quarters of the race before he got wrecked out. It was sudden. It was just one of those big things. And he was done just like that. Uh, I ran top five P5. Man, I'm happy with that. Uh, I wasn't going to run today because we were going to have to postpone the podcast. if I ran and all this. And I decided to because it was such a crap result last night and uh man i'm so happy to get a p5 i'm one and done i'm not gonna run friday i think uh because it is 600 miles but to keep my streak of good finishes going this year i think i have a 13th or better every week this year so far so to come out of the 600 with a uh, top five man i'll take it very happy i had a good luck I'm, i missed the big wreck at the beginning took out about 10 or 12 cars i I had to miss it and I did. And, and then a couple times I got lucky where we were in green flag stops and I hadn't stopped yet and the caution came out and then it kind of cycled me some, some good track position. Um, that's what really got me from running, you know, somewhere between 12th to 15th up to the top five. And they were basically, you know, f- just a few cars on the lead lap at the end. So, um,
3: you know, was, almost every- going to get a
0: top 10 for sure.
3: Almost every race, almost every race result we talk about ends up coming down to whether or not we avoided the screwballs. Well
0: that's the thing last night I couldn't I couldn't miss anything and today it was just like pure luck I you know everything was just handed to me on a platter so it ebbs and flows and it comes and goes and when you race as much as we do uh, 36 weeks or uh, a year um, it happens you're gonna see everything the highs and the lows
4: uh oops
0: okay
3: that's speaking uh, of eyes um he's not here but tony
0: rochette getting it done the indy 500 open he wins his split uh congratulations tony he said ran great all race stayed out of trouble started second with two laps to go outran the leader on older tires and ter- turned one leader tried to push me out of the way I held it, and he ended up wrecking himself and the cars behind us. I am an Indy 500 champion, Baba. Baba.
3: <laughs> and He's he's, um, hes also not the only
0: one. David, you also won the Indy 500 Open. Congratulations.
3: Yeah, me and Adam made the same split on this one, and we, we actually put in qualifying time, so we were one of the upper splits. Uh, and um just everything went my way me and adam were were pretty much right next to each other towards towards the middle of the race running near the front uh there was this one guy that was hugely fast but it came down a little bit to fuel because both adam and this other guy pitted just a couple of laps before me the second to last time and then spent the rest of the race saving fuel while I was full speed. And on the last stint, I ran the leader down from three with, with, from three seconds behind over a stint and got past him and held him off.
0: Nice win for us stock car boys to go over to IndyCar like that and take these uh, this glory is pretty freaking awesome. Adam, t- I mean, you had a great run too. Uh, tell me you You told me that at some point with like thirty to go or something, David made some key mo- move of the race that you didn't make, and that's what got him the win. What was that you were talking about?
4: So uh, he started twenty nine he started twentieth. I started 29th. And we we pretty much drove to the front and I think there was two cars that was faster than us, and then one crashed out. and then he's ta- he's talking about the other guy that was super fast as well. but I led a good a good chunk and then, David's behind me and this is this is when I knew I wasn't gonna win the race. David David says behind me, Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna lead now. I said, Okay, and I, he drove past me and that, I pretty much didn't pass him after that. But um
0: that was the pass for the win.
4: Yep, with seventy to go, pretty much. And then um I had to draft off of David to save some gas and I actually ran out of gas coming into the pits and the pit stop before that, I stopped too short. So I lost three seconds on the first pit stop. To the, to the leader and I got back to David and then that other pit stopper I lost about two seconds to David running out of gas coming to pit road and I just I couldn't get it back
0: and then Greg ran I think too we don't have his result do you guys remember what he did
3: pretty sure he got a p2 did he yeah
0: yeah I think he was pretty happy with that too yeah but man look at all these we have two wins of two p2s and then me p six in a car i just bought like days before uh i led some laps guys uh stayed with the leaders early but after the green flag runs i would fade back eventually uh cautions worked my way though and i ended up getting back on the lead lap at towards the end worked my way up due to some attrition and brought home a p6 man for just, uh, you know, buying the car and just kind of doing this as a, you know, I didn't practice, I didn't qualify, I just jumped in there and did it. Pretty happy with that result.
3: While we're still talking about Indies, I also ran, both me and Tom ran, in the Pacific Majors. I don't have your result listed, Tom, but you can fill us in after I put mine in. Uh, I made top pro split, there's two pro splits in the Americas division, It's a, and then two uh, sportsman splits. And, uh, I'm not the greatest qualifier, but, and I made it in by 0.04, 0.004 miles per hour, um, to get into the top split.
0: That's a pretty major accomplishment right there.
3: Mm -hmm. And so I started on, on the back row and I'm pretty sure I still have it saved as a clip or a video. Uh, very first thing I, I had to avoid a wreck mid pack, uh, and ran fifteen ish, sixteenth ish and worked my way up and finished P nine in in a race, you know, running around characters like Christian Chandler and um I think he was P seven. He got he had some he was one of the fastest cars and had some stuff, but it was it was nice to be up there and competitive and P nine and top split in, in the America's majors, which is the toughest division that That's probably one of my better results other than the Indy win. Well done. And Tom, you also ran in that?
0: Yeah,
5: I also ran in that. I ran in the European split, uh, which happens earlier in that morning. Um, Ran with my teammate, Richie Hearn. Uh, We ran really good. Uh, Unfortunately, I got involved in two accidents that ended my day a little early. Um, Finished 24th. Richie came out and finished uh, top 10. So that was good for the team wise on that one.
0: Nice run for him.
3: Neat little story about Richie that I heard watching the broadcast um, is he has a P3 in the real life Indy
0: 500. Yep.
5: Correct. Right. That is his highest finishing in the Indy 500.
0: Okay. Let's talk road to pro. Um, Adam, you didn't run for the first time, uh, basically, your work schedule.
4: Yeah, I'm working like 12-hour days, Mondays, and Tuesdays, and I had Wednesdays off for a while, but, um, yeah, I'm working Wednesdays now, and it's just not worth it staying up to 11 o'clock at night anymore to do that. So, we're just going to focus on the NIS.
0: I ran it, and, uh, man, talk about highs of highs, lows of lows. I was embarrassed. I, I ran horrible in the our road to pro at Charlotte in the truck. I, uh... I don't even know what to say. I I was loose in the corners and I would have to save it and I would lose my track position. And I was just like the worst car out there. And I, you know, just, you know, after finishing sixth at Indy in the Indy car and then just today fifth in the Coke 600, you know, I know how to do it. I know how to drive, but this freaking truck, man, I just don't do, I can't do it. I hate the truck and I don't know why I just suck. I can't figure it out. I'm in the same boat, buddy. <laughs> Drives me nuts. I don't know who else ran that night, but we didn't... I don't think anybody had a good run. Maybe I think Phil Gary actually ran. Uh, he got, like, six, and so he had the best finish, I think.
4: He's our, uh, he's our resident trucker over here at Teposi.
0: That's right. All right, well, that's it for that. Let's get into final thoughts. Chris Scales.
2: I'm out of here for old bastards practice for the Xfinity race tomorrow night. And I'll have to talk to those guys about the um, fundraiser race we're going to do with uh, them and Burning Rubber, Rubber Radio podcast. And I think they're going to bring in um, some celebrities that they're going to pluck up. And I think we'll, <laughs> we might be a little hard up on our side, but I think we might be able to bring in some faster talent if we can get, some, get in some of our peak friends for that race. But um, should be a pretty cool race. We'll have to tie down a track and a date, probably here in a month or so. And it's going to be um, raising money for Project Canine Hero, which um, takes care of, um, I wouldn't say service dogs, because that's kind of such a broad term now, but like uh, police dogs and military dogs. Because uh, there's not really much, I guess, as far as if, if those get dogs get hurt. Um, it's kind of on the owners not even owners the handlers that to fit that bill and um, to take care of those dogs when they retire I think um, they're even building like I don't know best way I guess to describe is like a halfway house a place for these dogs to go to retire to kind of um, uh, get used to uh, normal dog life and adopted but a really
0: cool thing so I'm looking forward to getting that going with those guys yeah, we we know some drivers we can bring in to uh, kind of puff up the ranks. Let's do it. I know they get some really good um, guests on that podcast,
2: too, though. So, yeah, the pressure's on us, I think, in that department. But I think we can. I think we have them on the track as far as just us against our podcast against theirs. I oh, think yeah. we have them. But, yeah, I, we're, we're going to have to hit it pretty hard on that, that talent. Yeah, you, thing, you've I seen think. Andy delay on track, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. We have him covered for sure.
3: If It's going to be podcast versus podcast. Why are we both bringing in ringers? I mean, I would bring in the guests, but let them be the guest team. There you go.
0: All right, David Hall, final thoughts.
3: My stream is going to be up a little bit more often now. Uh, We had our last official contract day today, and I put all my kids' grades in yesterday. Um, So until uh, AAA, which is our sports governing society or not society, but organization says we can have kids on campus again. Uh, there's nothing I can do. I've still got to try out, still got to audition my color guard. Hadn't had the chance to do that. Uh, so drop in on the stream, restream actually reads to me. So it's not even that distracting to be able to chat with you while I'm racing. Uh, especially on the road courses. Uh, if you see me in the mornings, most of the other guys are. Off at work or doing family things. I'm just a loner. So I'll be on high <laughs> racing and uh, come in and say hi.
0: Okay, thanks. Tom, what are your final thoughts?
5: That was a great episode today. Uh, looking forward to doing some more racing, probably doing a couple more 600s. Uh, do enjoy that track and I do enjoy the long races. So I'm blunt for punishment, as you'd say. So looking forward to that.
0: Okay, very good. Tony Groves, final thoughts.
1: Yeah, well, uh, more Fantasy Racing coming up uh, Sunday, and I'm pretty sure we're going to be doing a little chit-chatting about that tomorrow night when we record episode number seven of the iRacers Lounge Aftermath. Uh, Don't miss that. I'll try and get that out as soon as we're, we're done recording. And, uh, should be a good time. That's all I got today.
2: Are we going to have Indy 500 champion Tony Rochette on there? Or is he going to be able to make it this week? I can't remember. Maybe he's too good for us now that he's Indy 500 champion.
1: Well, yeah, he's, he's, he's the winner. He's going to be looking down on us. And like, I ain't coming
0: on your show. Forget it. pig. <laughs> all right. Looking forward to that. The aftermath. Uh, Adam Jocelyn, final thought. Um, yeah, but so uh,
4: I got a new rig if uh, anybody heard about that. And uh, it kind of looks like a race car sit in the basement. And uh, on top of that, we redid the whole basement and put the uh, bar next to the sim rig. And I also do the podcast room right here now. So pretty fun. I should uh, be here permanently now and not be big time you guys each Thursday unless my friends show up.
0: The Sim cave, right? I think Tony came up with the sim cave sim bar. Yeah, definitely
3: are able to make it back on the show because we're able to run a normal time now. Okay. Yeah,
4: uh I, I love my new rig. It's uh the other one was kind of wood and uh kind of thrown together the thing, and this thing it looks like uh some, someone told me you could put a motor and axles on it and probably turn it into a go-kart if you wanted.
0: I think you need like a disco ball down there. I have some blue lights going right now. Okay. Uh my final thoughts, man. I was just anxious this week about getting a good result. Uh, I'm not a big fan of these long races. I just feel like they're too long, Uh, but I do them anyway because I'm doing the whole season. I'm going for points. It's part of it. So I'm not, you know, I'm going to do it, but man, to get a P five and just have that result under my belt, man, I'm so relieved. I don't even know if I'm going to run tomorrow night at this point. Uh, Maybe I'll just spot for the guys and, 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 try to be moral support but uh with that um anxious to uh, keep going we get back into these half distance races the ones i like and uh, uh looking forward to it looking forward to the build especially those two 1987 stock cars i really feel like that might be a, a new outlet for us um, you know besides what we normally run um and so kind of anxious for that so with that we'll see you on the track later